Hello, everybody. It is Wednesday, October 18th, 2017. You're listening to The Dry Spellcast. This is episode 31, being recorded live on the University Pulse radio station. My name is Matt, and I will be your host through a magical wonderland of video game JRPGs. Directly to my left, I guess, is Austin. What's up? How's it going? He will provide, be providing wonderful commentary in this dark land. Such a dark land. Such a darker every day, isn't it? Um, how's it going, man? Well, you know, same old, same old. I've found no motivation to do anything for school these last several days. That's which not is good bad. To say. I, have a, I have a project due tomorrow that I haven't even started, but I'll get it done. I always get it done. Don't don't be like me. Be I better. mean, I'll at least get it done on time, so it's fine. Hey, I get my projects done on time. It's the other stuff I don't get done on time. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, I feel you, dude. I really, really do. Um, I totally understand where you're coming from uh, because I feel that same way. It's, I don't know, I, I'm doing well. But I just, like, I love the classes I'm in. Like, I'm having a lot of fun in them. I just have a lack of motivation to do anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Like, I, I maybe it just hit that point in the semester where I'm just like... <sighs> I think it's work for me. Work. I've just been working too much. And uh, I also, like, have just gotten sick, which is great. Again? Yes, again, which is crazy for me because I get sick like once a year and then I've gotten sick like twice in the past couple of months, uh, which leads me to believe that I'm like overworking myself. Probably. So that sucks. I will say uh, I woke up about 30 minutes ago now. Yeah. Uh and called Austin in a panic. He's like, eh, <laughs> uh, because my alarm was set to silent last night. And so I slept until a whopping 10.45 a.m., uh, which is why we're a little bit late this morning. It's my fault. But, hey, I made it here. I look like hell. You actually got here a lot faster than I expected. <laughs> to. I expected to fully start the show on my own and have him stroll in here about 11.30. But nah, nah, you, you we're, made it. We're doing great here. And because of that, uh, we have to make up some time in this program somewhere. And so we're going to make that up in this opening segment. Uh, so we're going to end it shorter than normal. But... I have a teaser for next week. Austin and I talked about this uh, earlier, and so I, I want to do this. And maybe we will do things like this in the future. I don't know. Austin and I, well, actually, so I am going to try live for the first time next week a pumpkin spice latte. I think listeners of the show know, like, the saga between Starbucks and I. Uh, and I'm going to continue that with their most coveted fall drink and see what I think of it. I'm just amazed you've never had one before. See, I don't like, 
this is funny coming from me, but I don't drink really sugary drinks. Mm. For the most part, like you know, you you get me coffee in the morning. Uh, it's usually like a latte, like this morning, right? And they ask me like, "Do you want flavor?" I'm like, "No, give me coffee." Um, do you never just get plain black coffee? Sometimes, like yes. This guy right here. Sometimes I tend to not. From, like, Starbucks, because I don't like their black coffee. Hmm. I'm just waiting for the Thanksgiving blend to come out, and then I'm like, oh, oh, that's the best. Is it anything like a pumpkin spice latte? No, but it's their best blend Then I'm out. Hands down. Interesting. The Pike's Place isn't bad, though. That's what they got right now. Yeah, I don't know. I've just never really been a big fan. Uh, like, if they were, like, brewing Kona, I would be like, yeah, that's my jam. But I don't know. I I think I think Starbucks does things with their coffee that uh, I don't think it's great. So I think it's great, but but I know a lot of people like it. Obviously, I mean that's it is the number one coffee chain. Yeah, I mean it's so. like McDonald's is also still the number one fast food chain, and uh, it's terrible. It's all the same. We are terrible as a society and don't know how to pick our things. Eh. So, but I have a pocket full of cough drops. Yeah, you dropped one on the ground, actually. Uh, I dropped several on the ground because there's only one in my pocket now. (laughs) Uh, And so if I start to cough, I have a combat. I have a way to combat that uh, because I thought ahead. So... Let's take a break. We never plugged our show. Ah. Hey, guys. So if you want to get in contact with us, uh, you can do that. We want to be an interactive thing. And so the ways you can do that is uh, Twitter, at Dry Spell Radio, Facebook, backslash Dry Spell Radio, and dryspellradio at gmail.com. Uh, we do have access to all those. And so, you know, reach out to us if you feel the need. Uh, we do have a question later in the show from somebody who follows us on Facebook. That could be you. That could be the highlight of your week is getting your question read by me. It's true. Do it. So, anyways, we're going to take our first break, and we will be... Okay, we're back. Um, it's I. I still don't have my stuff together this morning. Like I said, I've been awake for way too short a time. Uh, I had a bunch of stuff planned this morning that work I had to get done and stuff like that. But we're here, and hopefully things start to go a little bit better. Um, let's talk about some video games. I say that's something that we should do. Well, we are a video game show after all. Austin. Yeah. Have you been playing anything of note? 
Uh, anything new? Not really. I did last week mention I started Wolfenstein. Yes. Uh, the 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 new. The new order. The new order. That's the one. Because uh, I'm trying to get get it done before the new Colossus comes out, or uh, was that what's called? I think. Yes, the Which new Colossus is oh, like what nine days from now, getting close. So, I've been playing that quite a bit. It's a lot of fun. I mean, I wouldn't say quite a bit. I really haven't played any. How much time to play anything? Because even though my motivation's not there, I'm still doing my schoolwork, so that's always good. Uh, but in my free times, I've been playing that. A lot of fun. That game is ridiculous. In a good way, and uh, the killing Nazis is always a good fun, good time. I wake up. Almost every day and think to myself, I am going to kill some Nazis today and then never do it. Uh, I've been I've been trying to get up and play this game for like two weeks now. I think I mentioned I started playing it like two weeks ago and I played like the first chapter maybe and just haven't been able to get back to it. Mm. It's a lot of fun. And I really want to. And then I guess other than that, I did play quite a bit of Project Cars too. Right. Are you still enjoying that game? Oh, yeah. So much. Like, even more so. Because I know in the, like, Gran Turismo just came out yesterday, and I'm I'm hearing mixed reviews on it because, like, it's an always online requirement and stuff like that. Yeah. It's whatever. Which is, yeah. I mean, it is an online racing game, so I kind of imagine that. But, I don't know. From what I heard, it's a pretty, still a pretty good racing game. I went to all the final verdicts route before I actually decide. And considering I just got Project Cars 2 a few weeks back, I'll... I'm okay with waiting a little longer, and I'm still enjoying Project Cars 2 a lot. So Yeah, I haven't heard much good things about Gran Turismo. Just their lack of good car selection, their lack of uh, track selection, things like that. I haven't that heard any of those issues. Because like, I thought they, they're saying that this is their biggest car selection they've ever had in any game. And that may and be, but that doesn't mean that they're cars that people like actually want to drive. Well, yeah, it's because it, they actually do like for the races and stuff. It's not just like Forza who just throws all these sports cars in front of you. Well, it's like uh, I think Toyota pulled their cars from them. Really? Uh, because you have this game who's like, ah, we have a Porsche and like really pushes like Porsche brands and stuff like that. And then the like other car manufacturers are like, no, like. Wait, they pulled their Toyota pulled from where? Forza or Gran Turismo? I think Gran Turismo. Okay. I don't know. They all look the same to me. Because I know Forza is the one that had... I'm like, assuming the big... Gran Turismo because we're talking about it now. I don't know. Because I know... Forza still has a, a little bit. No, it just it already came out, I thought. No, I don't think so. Forza Motorsport came out October 3rd. Stop releasing car games! Uh, I think it was Forza because remember on E3 when they had the, literally had the Porsche on stage? Was that Forza? For Xbox, yeah. That was the Xbox okay. press conference, so maybe that's what the deal was. I didn't hear that about Grand Turismo, and I've been following it pretty closely. So, I mean, I could be totally wrong, but that's kind of what I think. Okay, well, maybe. I don't know. I Like I said, I, racing games are a weird, a weird part of my life where I don't play them almost ever. Hmm. Uh, so I'll probably pick that one up eventually. Probably at the start of next month, if anything. Yeah, I mean, I would love to play like a good racing game for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe you're going to be the one who decides which one I play. 
And maybe for you, Grand Turismo would be better because I know Project Cars Two is very tough to get into, and it might discourage you from like actually playing the game. <laughs> well, I, I mean, whatever. It's because it took me quite a while to actually like learn how to play this game. Like, because every car game handles differently, and this one like handles, I mean, pretty well. But there's some still some issues. Like I was like just doing a race, and I was on a straightaway, and my car spun out. Like how do you uh, like how do you spin out on a straightaway? So uh, <laughs> it was a little weird, but was that a glitch? I don't know. I was like, you know, I was on Nurburgring, one of the most famous racetracks, and it, it must have been a glitch, man. I don't, like I was just I was in like a supercar going probably about one eighty, and all of a sudden I just it just was like, Whoop! I was like, uh, <laughs> and I had to restart the whole race, which was really annoying because that Nurburgring takes a long time to complete. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, um, that kind of annoyed me. And it's like little things like that that happened in Project Cars 2 that kind of bugged me. I don't know how, if that's the game's fault or if that's like what they intended. I, I feel like it's probably a little bit of both. But I know they, they, they do have you, like if you don't you know, break enough, obviously, which is pretty realistic. If you don't break enough around the corner, you'll like spin out and whatnot. Who knows? Hi. That's, so, that's, so your review of Project Cars Two is still, still positive. Good. Like, if you like, if you want a good racing game, go pick it up. Cool. I mean, I, if you want to pick up Gran Turismo, probably do that. I haven't played it yet, so I haven't given my impressions on it. But I'm digging Project Cars Two still. So, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Um, so, what have you been playing? Oh, well, that's an interesting question. So, I've actually been keeping up with Destiny. Uh, which I'm really surprised about. And I haven't. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things like I can sit down and do 15 minutes of something, like go do like a public event or two, maybe play a couple of crucible matches, and then go to bed. And it doesn't feel too hectic, which is like the thing like back about Halo and stuff is you can get in, you can do a couple of things, and then you can go to bed. Right. Uh, it doesn't feel like there's this big long process that I have to follow, uh, and I mean that's that's very tip of the iceberg destiny because there's a lot of stuff under that that like people are way into, right? I do a little bit of like gear management, making sure like I really like the chest piece I have, and so I make sure that like I'm upgrading it so that I'm my light level, power level, whatever goes up. And so on and so forth. So I'm like watching that. And the funny thing is, is because our clan is like a little more active than we are, I'm getting better gear because of it. Mm -hmm. Which is great. Yeah, we, we started, our clan started at like five people when the game released. And we end up absorbing like two or three other clans. And we're, yeah. up, we're up over 30 now. It was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, I think we're a level four clan right now. Yeah. But anyways, so I mean, it's... I. There's things about that game that I think are super good. Uh, you know, I tried a little bit of the Iron Banner, and Which that I, was I didn't that was a that. huge process. I didn't even get into that at all. So apparently, like I had joined uh, a couple of our clan mates, and we're like, "Oh, let's do the Iron Banner." And so, like uh, me, I didn't really know too much about what that meant, but I like joined them and. It kept on telling me you cannot join. And like my, my icon flashes when you like hover over the thing. And I'm like, well, that's not good. 
that sucks. They're like, well, like we have, like, I don't know of any requirements. You meet the power level. You have like, you're obviously a level 20, like everything like that. Everything should be fine. And so I, uh, I go back and like realize, oh, like I haven't done two competitive crucible matches. I've done quick play, but I haven't done competitive. So I go in, I do that, and I'm like, oh, this must open Iron Banner for me. The next day comes around, we do it again, and it still won't let me in. And they're like, read all the quests that you have to me, or the milestones, I guess they call them here. And so I did. They're like, dude, you haven't finished the story. I was like, yes, yes, I did. I definitely finished the story. Well, apparently it had lost part of my save. So, like, at the very end of the story, you go and talk to Zavala, and he gives you something, and I had to do it again. But then, after that, it still wouldn't let me in. It took me actually logging out of my character and logging back in for it to update, and it gave me, like, 15 milestones because it wasn't updating them. I was like, that sucks. <laughs> but, uh, so we played a little bit of Iron Banner. It was stupid. Uh it was really frustrating for anybody who has tried it. But uh, I I did a couple of strikes the other night because they were the first time that I'd done the strikes other than the inverted spire that was on the beta and stuff. And there's some good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the one where you have to run through, like, these grids of, like, energy that kill you when you touch them. Yeah. That's like, fine. that was good. Um, Resident Evil style. <laughs> yeah, and so like I still need to do the raid, but we're getting to the point where like enough of my friends have done the raid. Yeah, I still need to beat the raid. That I feel like I don't want to play with you guys because I I want that experience of trying to figure out like what the raid is because I never had that experience in the first one, and I hear that it builds a lot on like stuff you learned in the first game doing raids and stuff but this is like for me i i feel like that's going to be exciting i know like giant bomb spent like 20 hours on this raid yeah like and i just don't have the time to do that and so i don't know i that's why i haven't really been playing either because i just don't have time to sit down and do like because it an average raid time will take anywhere from like three to six hours i'm like i just don't have three to six hours in my day where i could just sit and play a game like i need i have a lot of other things. I, need I mean, to I would do. love to. Yeah, I mean, I would too. But I have like so many other things to do. I mean, it's you know our friends that you know have a nine to five job or whatever that that you don't have to take home. Yeah, they can. You know, they're done with in the end of the day, and they can just play the game the rest of the night. I don't. But know. having having worked a nine to five job, uh, I'm much better like this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just I'm just saying that they don't have. <laughs> homework and stuff to go do and like for my case i have like a lot of other like meeting things i need to go meet up with and keep in control of people yeah no i totally feel you dude uh so that's kind of where i've been with like that maybe thanksgiving break (laughs) yeah i'm so yeah thanksgiving break and then once school's out for december i have a huge log of stuff that i'm going to try to finish before the end of the year uh so we can put something game of the year together. Yeah. So I already well, have a few contenders, so Yes. Uh me as well. 
dream. You would do like, like a whole game of the year. Oh my god! Or like I'm a top ten. We'll do like a top ten thing. We'll do a top ten. Uh, we'll just like I'm gonna. I my thoughts are is we'll both develop lists, mm-hmm. uh, and if anybody else like on our team wants to develop lists, and then we'll kind of like get together and discuss about like basically argue out uh, whose game of the year. Yeah, works for me. Yeah. So um, other than that, I have been playing Shadow of War, but not the game you're thinking of. No, there is a Shadow of War mobile game. There is a mobile game. And I've been playing it. How is it? Because it's free. It's fine, I guess. I mean, it's, it's a lot of, oh, this guy's charged up his power, and so I'm going to drag him to this orc. Oh, so it's a mobile game. Yeah. And so it's like, it's fine. It's, uh, it's nice to like get away and just do that for a little bit. So like when I'm in class and, uh, I'm just sitting there, I can play this and it doesn't take a lot of thought, but it kind of builds upon the nemesis system where you have like tiers of orcs to get to the top orc and you have to defeat them to get to him. And you can still, like, add them to your team and stuff like that, which I think is a really weird kind of bondage sexual thing. I mean, you literally dominate people in this game. Yeah. Or dominate orcs. Yeah. And there's something... Not in a sexual way. No, but there's something weird about... Hey, orc, turn around. Beating somebody down enough to where you can dominate them and then make them your slave well it's well then you you might i mean thanksgiving them. is coming up you well you might control them with your with or, or i guess Kellabrimbor mind controls them with the right powers i know it's just it makes me feel uncomfortable like that mechanic really does make me feel uncomfortable but anyways uh so that's shadow of war uh, we need to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Star Wars. Star Wars. Let's talk about Star Wars. Um, more specifically, Battlefront 2. And I would have talked about this last week if I would have been here, but I wasn't here. So let's talk about Battlefront 2. I played the beta both on PC and PlayStation for a good amount of time over the weekend that they ran the uh, beta. And I have some serious thoughts about that. First of all, it it's been a while since I played Battlefront the the Battlefront one um, that came out last year was it last year or the year before it was two years ago now two years and I forgot how much that game was just Battlefield with a Star Wars skin mm-hmm. um, the movement the aiming it felt so slow on consoles I went in I immediately was like I can't play like this. So went in and bumped up the seven the sensitivity basically all the way, and it was still feels slow. Because that's how battlefield games play, right? 
Well, because it, you know, humans aren't like spinning all over the place, like just like freaks. It's a video game. But hey, it's supposed to be like a war simulator. It's a video game. Um. Yeah. And I anyways, prefer that style. Then uh, I, like I like flip a three sixty in half a second. And See, I I feel better with that. Um, going to PC it actually felt a little bit better um, because obviously they have to. It has to play like a PC game. Uh, you know, the sensitivity in the mouse is more important than the sensitivity in the game. So, um, anyways, it's good. I had a lot of fun playing it. And, I mean, and I could say that about actually the last game. Like, I had a ton of fun playing Battlefront 1. But there's still some things in it. I mean, the lack of game in Battlefront was the problem. We're going to have to see how much the game they actually put into this before I can make a really good well, judgment I mean, call. Considering they're, they are actually throwing a single-player campaign in there and yes. stuff like that. And, and they brought back the space battles. And yeah, they expanded. They did expand. Like They brought back mostly everything that people complain about besides Galactic Conquest game mode. Other than that, I think everything else is pretty much in there. Yeah, and it's fun. So they have the the beta ran one space mission and one um, ground mission where you have to like hold the throne room or attack the throne room depending on which side you're on, mm-hmm. and you have to like you have this big uh, I think it's an I don't know it's a big machine whatever Star Wars fans will know. And it basically comes forward and like blows open the so throne like, room, like a tank kind of yeah. thing. Or, yeah, it's basically so defend it, the tank. it's what they showed off at E3. Yes, exactly what they showed off at E3, and I really enjoyed that. I thought it was a lot of fun. The stakes were high. I had enough different outcomes that I was like, yeah, maybe this like actually takes teamwork and not just one person. And so that was good. And, like, I would have people spamming chat, like, uh, go for it, blah, 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 blah. But uh, it was fine. As people do in PC yeah. games. In, yes. And if you, had, if you had text chat in consoles, it would happen there as well. But it was, it looked good. It ran well. Do not turn on DirectX 12. It made my computer run like a potato. It was awful. Uh, and then I, after I'd done it, it like, I looked and it's like, oh, this is beta anyway. It's like, they're like, we don't really recommend doing this unless you know it will work. And I recommend not doing it. But I ran it just fine uh, otherwise. And it was cool. I had a lot of fun. Uh, the way you spawn heroes is you get battle points. <clears throat> you get battle points throughout the match and you spend them on like if you want an aircraft you can spend it on the aircraft or you can hold on to them and get a hero uh that actually reminds me of uh planet side 2 yes so that's very exactly similar how that was so i mean that's actually a pretty good system because it rewards you on what you, based on how you perform yeah i like that a lot and I, does does team performance affect that too I don't think so. So it's all individual? Yeah. Okay. Uh, because, you know, it's the battlefield thing where, like, you shoot somebody and you see points pop up. Yeah. It's the same. And it's probably based 
on the same exact thing. So you get points. Okay, well, that's better than a hero pickup that people fight over. It is. It's much better. And like, so my biggest concern slash problem with this game is they have an interior or an exterior of the match card system that you unlock using loot boxes. Mm. And actually, a fantastic loot box opening animation which I'm a sucker for. Like, Overwatch is incredible. Uh, uh, Battlefield, Battlefront one, Battlefield, Battlefield 1 had a good one. Did it? I, I, again, it's like, it's like, an, old, it's like an actual like, an, like metal wooden crate, and then you like stick the crowbar in it and oh, pop the lid good. off. That is yeah. good. Uh, and so you get cards that you then put to individual classes, and... They, they obviously, I'm ideally you will get enough where you have to decide between what card you want in there. Uh, playing the beta, you never really got that far, so it's hard to tell how they will balance that. I don't like, I don't like things that affect the match at all. Uh, things like that, I don't like unlockables that affect the gameplay. So that's like a kind of that's a big negative strike for me on this. And um, we'll just we'll just talk about it now. Let's talk about loot boxes, because that was basically my experience with Battlefront. Um, and I came away with it thinking microtransactions and loot boxes are going to be more important to this game than they probably should be. And what I'm actually surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised to put loot boxes in there because I mean they took away the season pass. Yes for this game but added loot boxes right because ea is still like i like money right and i have this like i one of the questions i want to ask like us was like what's worse a season pass or a loot box because both of those things are heavily under fire right now if you look in video game culture right now loot boxes are everywhere mm -hmm. And everybody's writing about them. Everybody's freaking out. It's like we're on the eve of a revolution on loot boxes. Like if it's a multiplayer game, it's going to have loot boxes now. Every game has loot boxes. I mean, Shadow of War has loot boxes. Um, a lot of people are pointing like Overwatch is like being the reason we have all these loot boxes. Battlefront has it. Call uh, of Duty has them. I think some of the car games coming out have loot boxes. I mean, everybody has loot boxes. And so now, and I, guess, I guess Siege kind of adopted that too with the alpha packs and stuff. Yes. So, and so, like at a certain point, we have to like we have to start to figure out what is acceptable for a loot box for and me, what isn't. When it's all cosmetic items, such as Overwatch or Siege, or I think no, even Call of Duty gives you weapons out of it. Um, when it's cosmetic only, I'm totally fine with that because then you can just. And if you can buy, if you want to buy them, you can buy them and get more skins or whatever for weapons or characters. Go crazy. That's what they're there for. And like Destiny, it's the same way with the the silver, the Eververse. Like it's all cosmetic stuff. Or if you get anything, it's just like a sparrow or something. Nothing that we're yeah, really. Yeah. Can you can you buy guns in Destiny? No. Not at all. Not at all. And I, I'm glad. Well, in the re that's, that's a good choice because obviously your guns directly translate into Crucible, and that would just break the game. Yeah, and I, I honestly, being able to choose your weapon and your loadout going into a multiplayer match is like even like crossing the line for me. 
like obviously on a different line, mm -hmm. but still, I don't want anything exterior affecting the interior of my match. And so that's where that's definitely where I draw the line in loot boxes. Yeah, if you, same like, exact thing. If you get loot boxes that help you, like I think like Shadow of Wars loot boxes, even though from what I've heard, they're actually like kind of like a like you don't, you can play the whole game without getting a loot box. See, I've heard a little bit different. So I know Justin was saying he never, was never pressured to buy one. I watched uh, Angry Joe do a little impressions thing on the games. He said he's like he bought one just to see what it was like. He's like, you know what? I kind of wish I didn't because it was kind of pointless. Well, and so that's the thing about like the Shadow of War's loot box system is it gives you more powerful orcs. It gives you, I think, legendary orcs, which you cannot get in any other way. See that, and that's a little unfair because if that directly translates to the base multiplayer base rating, yeah, and I mean that whatever, whatever about that, uh, I think that's kind of on its own little plane. The problem with that that I see is it's like it's basically if I had a product that I wanted to sell to you that has a progression that you have to go through to get to the end. But I gave you a shortcut to bypass everything in the middle. It Think about my feelings of my product that I don't feel strongly enough about that middle. Yeah. That I want it, that I want to give you an incentive to, to bypass that. Yeah. That's insane. And Shadow of War is hurting because of that. Every single conversation you have about Shadow of War is about loot boxes. Yeah. It's not, not about the Nemesis system. It's not about the game. It's not about the voice acting, the visuals. It's nothing else other than loot boxes. They have shot themselves in the foot here. And that is a problem. Uh, and more and more games are following suit. So you have it on here, like, season pass versus loot boxes. For me personally, I honestly had no issue with the season pass. I think it, it depends it, on what it, the season pass the gives you. The one thing that was with the issue with the season pass that this whole, I kind of think the whole argument kind of, like, really, I mean, it was there, but, like, really brought fire to you was the first Destiny. When you had the season pass for the Dark Below and House of Wolves, when, I, when that was originally, like, supposed to be in the game to start with and then they cut yeah. it out, that's my issue. But when you buy a season pass for... Let's say The Witcher. The Witcher had a season pass for their expansions, Heart, Heart, Heart of Stone and uh, right. Blood and Wine. When those were not completed at the time of the release of the game and their actual... Well, in their expansions. Their, their actual their expansions, big expansions. That's fine with me when you buy a season pass. Maybe save 10 bucks or something on the expansions. Like, the season pass is 30 bucks, and each expansion on its own would be 20 Right, for sure. That I'm totally fine with. But when you, like, buy a season pass in just to get like a i don't know they need to be worth it to me and like for the most part they kind of have been i don't know why people always complain about season passes because i mean call of duty's been doing them for like since before this since the dawn of time like since before like even ps3 and xbox 360 had like a season like you would buy the season pass and get the whole like all the the next like whatever four expansions that came out Yes. Kind of thing. And no one ever complained then because you're like, oh, I'm getting new maps. I'm getting all Well, that I don't think stuff. anybody complained then because it was a substantial upgrade. Uh, it, it felt like it didn't cost a lot. Yeah. I mean, back then, like, maps were so cheap, mm -hmm. right? 
and like it felt like they came out consistently. Yeah. And I think tagging on a season pass just to tag on a season pass is a problem. Well, it's like look at the Breath of the Wild. Did that game need a season pass? No, it really didn't. Have we even heard about the second expansion no. in a long time? No. I haven't heard anything from that game. So, yeah, it kind of fell off the face of the earth. But uh <laughs> as one of the best games ever created, it just kind of disappeared. Uh well, That's the world we live in, I yeah. guess. But look at look at uh the fractured but whole. Did that game need a season pass? Probably not, but it's Ubisoft, yeah. so it has a season pass now. And so you get like some cosmetic stuff, and then they're promising some extra uh, content, but they already have extra content in the game mm-hmm. unlocked by a season pass. See, and this is... That's a problem. More people need to do... Or I know we're going to talk about this in just a second, but Horizon Zero Dawn, I mean, we can actually just take a break and get back into that. Well... I, I'm not done with loot boxes. Okay. Well, the f- I'm just saying, like, Horizon Zero Dawn, they have the expansion coming out soon. It was not available for a season pass. There's no season pass for Horizon. Right. It's an expansion coming out. Here's the price for it. There you go. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Me too. Like, that totally makes sense. Considering it's been, you know, seven months since the game came out. Six months. Something out, like that. February. Which is, yeah. So, like, I, and honestly, I did not expect an expansion for this game. February or what? October. It's October. Oh my gosh, it's October. Yeah, I didn't expect an expansion to this game. It's like then I see one, I'm like, oh cool, perfect. And I didn't expect to see a season pass or anything like that. And it's maybe more people need to follow that kind of model or like what The Witcher did and give out a bunch of free small DLC items and then actually charge you for full expansions of the game. For sure. All right. Well, let let's take our break right now, and when we come back. We'll continue this talk on loot boxes. So finishing up this talk on loot boxes and season passes and things, I think I think that every single company in the industry, every game developer has to find their line at what they find acceptable to sell in these things and what they do. So yeah, do you want to go EA Ubisoft realm? No, or absolutely more not. CD I go, Project Red realm. <laughs> well, yes, obviously, I want like more of a CD Project Red. Yes, something that is giving you a worthwhile addition to the game that's already completed and adding on to that. Uh, filling in gaps that your game missed is wrong. Like, it felt like CD Project Red did that a little bit, but it was all free. They're like, oh, you want more costumes for some of your characters? Here. Free. Yeah. Like, they, they had, had like, 20 I think it was downloadable six, I think it was DLCs. I think it was 16. Yeah. Unless they made more. But I think right when the game came out, like... They and they used, were upfront about that. Yeah. Like, we're going to have 16 free DLCs for you. Like, horse armor and, like... Horse armor. And uh, it was, like, a Nilfgaardian armor for Geralt and, like, alternate costumes for Ciri and Yennefer and stuff that's cool. And, like, I appreciate that. 
you know, because what the the director CD Projekt Red said like, you know, it takes like one guy maybe two hours to make this. Why would we charge you? Right. And I and I think that we as consumers need to stand up against this and make this not the most viable option for spending money in games. Um, And the problem is, is people are starting to talk now about does this mean if we lose these things, our game's going to get it more expensive? I can't see the industry thriving on games that cost more than $60. Oh, because people won't be buying them. That's the problem, right? And so, I don't know. I That's a really okay a dark hole completely off track here i just saw this yesterday um speaking of like game prices so gran turismo sport un- had a special edition that was like almost 40 grand because it came with a car right? it came with a real car yeah uh and it came with like the playstation 4 pro uh had the vr with the move controllers a 4k tv and a gaming like gaming wheel and driving it was like ridiculous but only they only sold one version of that oh no i'm not surprised <laughs> it's just funny like obviously no one's gonna spend forty thousand dollars on i feel one person did but that's funny sorry side side yeah note. i just thought it was hilarious but yeah i i think sixty dollars is the price mark we gotta stay at because if you start creeping into that 70 80 100 dollar range yeah, people save that money. They they'll they'll spend the eighty dollars, hundred dollars, hundred twenty dollars on special editions that are worth it. I I'd be curious to see how many, like Shadow of War. That was one of those had different tiers of editions and up to two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, I want to see. I want to know how well those other editions sold compared to like other games and stuff. Because to me, like when we read those on out, I mean on air, they did not seem worth it to me. Yeah, and I mean, as a fan, like, I guess I can see it a little bit more, you know, like, I remember getting uh, the the hard box versions of, like, Gears of War mm-hmm. and, and ha- I mean, Halo. I, I bought the Pit-Boy edition of Fallout 4, which I, you know, it's pretty cool. Actually, I have, like, the whole Pit-Boy, which my phone doesn't fit in anymore because I got a new phone, but... Who would have saw that coming? <laughs> it's just now it's, like, a, just a decoration in my apartment. So I, I don't know. It's pretty cool, and I, I like getting like the steel case books and with the maps or like the lore stuff in there. In I don't know if that's what you're all about. Go for it. Yeah, go for it. But yeah, I don't know. I we're at, we're like I said. I think we're at the eve of a revolution on this kind of thing uh, because we don't want to be bullied by game developers and I guess not game developers. I should say publishing companies. Yes, yeah, this is definitely all the publishing companies here. Um, you know, I don't think that it is ironic that the first South Park game that isn't by like Obsidian and is by Ubisoft has I, a season pass. I thought it was by Obsidian. Though. They have nothing to do with this oh, game. Okay, I was wrong about that. That's what I told Justin last week. Yes, I know. Because I, I almost sent you guys a text telling you, like, no, <laughs> you're wrong. But, uh, okay, well, I yeah. did not know that. I know. It's crazy. Um, huh. Which I, I've heard good things so far. But, again, I think, like, again. I've like heard nothing but good things for that game, so. Like, I think that that is a telling sign, right? So, I don't know. But it's, it's like, how much more money do these companies need? I mean, EA and Ubisoft and just... 
have probably so much money. I don't know. Obviously a lot because they keep on shutting down studios. Who knows? You're right because we'll get into that later. But Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Again, I think it, it all comes down to what does the loot box do? How do you get it? How much does it cost? You know, a game like Overwatch, I'm totally fine giving them extra money when I feel like it. I think that they're maybe the way that they distribute is a little corrupt and they should give people more of a chance to get things and not create this artificial timeline mm -hmm. in which you have to get these things here and they're gone forever. See, and like I like like with the Halloween event right now, if you which I haven't played any of, so we I haven't either. We probably should get in some some of that, but like, there's a ton of stuff. I mean, they brought back last year's stuff, but you're still not going to get guaranteed. Like, they even say if you just play the game, like honestly, every day, all day, every day, you will not get all the items. You have to buy them if and you want to get everything. Which, and I think that's a little strange. Which to me is kind of that bothers me because I would r rather if I be rewarded for my playtime more. Like obviously, you can spend money and get loot boxes, but I'd rather know if you sit down and play a certain amount like x hours of this event you have a very good chance of getting mostly all the new items that you want and if you don't get, maybe you're missing a couple you can just buy a loot box or two and get them but the problem is the role on the loot box like you have here it's gambling you don't know what you're <laughs> going to get and, you and get that's that's a really interesting you can get duplicates and there's yeah. no guarantee that you're going to get what you need. That's a really interesting thing to come out of this whole conversation. The the question of is our loot boxes gambling, and should it be legal for like young kids to be experiencing this? Because yeah, you're literally paying money to get a random chance of something that you're trying to get. I mean, and I feel like uh, I read somewhere that they just had like uh, like a judge say that no, it's not gambling. I think they would say it's not gambling because there is a finite set of things you can get. Yeah. So, I don't know. That I, that was a really interesting, like, offshoot of this conversation that I wasn't expecting. And then it just, like, kind of came out. I was like, oh, like, let's talk about gambling and getting kids addicted to gambling or at early ages. I mean... I told you I'm a sucker for loot box animations. Why do you yeah. think slot machines mm -hmm. are I, enjoyable? I wouldn't say it's actual gambling. It's just buying a product because you're not. There's not a chance that you're gonna like you know win back money. You're literally just paying money to buy. Unless it's like the Steam store, where if you got something in a loot box that is worth a ton of money, you can then go sell. That's true. You're right. Okay. I don't know. Like, but, then, but that is that is that as somebody who's discovering that, the dark dark <laughs> worlds of Steam Marketplace. Is that gambling or is that just free market? But I guess it's. I a, don't know. Like it's. What's the know. difference? I don't know. Uh, is our entire society based on gambling? It is. I mean, if you're trying to start a business, it's a gamble. Am I turning into Alex Jones? I don't know who that is, but okay. Uh, Infowars. Oh. I hope I'm not, but I feel like the the last hour has just been me Life. sitting here yelling at the mic. Life is a gamble. I could walk outside and get killed by anything. And Somebody could ride like a, a motorcycle into you just sitting here. Yeah. Someone could crash to the window of the studio. And kill, kill us both. both. We could both die. It is a gamble for you. every morning to get out of your bed and do. Oh, especially out of my bed. 
Oh boy, I I I risk my life every morning. You have too many things to trip on and fall down and break your neck and um, all the spiders. But yeah, let's end this conversation on loot boxes, saying that we both kind of agree that it needs to end at cosmetic items that don't affect gameplay. And if you're gonna sell something for the game. Don't have it be a cutoff chunk of the game that you just repackage and sell to us for another. Like 20 sell years. us the full game and then add on to that. Because if you're if you do that, I'm less likely to buy the season pass to get. I'm I will probably not stop playing the game. I if you end up cutting part of the game out and it's trying to resell it to me later, it'll prevent me from playing the game. And I'm like, this is annoying. I spent 60 bucks on this, and you expect me to spend another, like, 20 bucks. Have more faith in your product. Yeah. There are thousands of people who put this game together and put their sweat, blood, time, and tears into this game. Trust them. So that's, that's our, our saying of the day. We've got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get into hour two. We're actually going to, you know, talk about game news and stuff like that. So hold on tight because we've got a bunch of stuff coming up. Hour two, hour two, my friends, uh, we're talking about video games and video games things live on the University Pulse. If you'd like to contact us over the next hour, there are ways you can do that. Twitter at Dryspell Radio, Dryspell Radio at gmail.com or on Facebook um, backslash Dryspell Radio. I think that that should work now. I've messed with the settings enough that should work. Um, if not, just put Dry Spell Radio in your search bar, because I don't think there's any others out there. We are original. Yes. Uh, we, we have an orange logo. We do, and it says Dry Spell Radio. Uh, it's amazing how things like that just work out. All right. So, yeah, I have to finish have up any, a Snapchat. Any questions for us all? Don't it have to be gaming related? If you, what do you just want to know about us? I... I will talk about anything, and listeners of the show should know that by now. What is our ideal date? Oh, I probably won't know that. <laughs> um, anyways, if you have thoughts on our loot box thing, maybe you can throw us a line, um, because I know that that's a really super hot topic. So uh, let's get into some news, because there was some video game news this week, and so I think... Uh, we should talk about some of it. Yes. So we had talked about earlier about Horizon Zero Dawn and how it received an expansion, right? Uh, the it, Frozen Wilds. It is receiving. It's not out yet. It, right. Well, it has received, but it's not out. Yes. Well, I don't know how to phrase what I just said. There is an expansion coming, coming. out in the near future for Horizon Zero Dawn. C. 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 It's called the Frozen Wilds, um, yes. and they, they think they announced this at E3, right? They did, and it, it showed off a whole new map, new enemies, and 
new story and all that good stuff. And it looked about the same scope as you might expect from like a Witcher expansion. So, and I'm actually really looking forward to it because that, that was definitely one of my favorite games of the year. You have yet to play it, right? What? Horizon. No, you have it. I have it. That's right. I you, didn't finish it, but it. I have it. Yeah. Shocker. I, I think I'm really close to finishing it, actually. Um, but I just haven't got it. It was one of those games, like, I would sit down and, like, do, like, one mission here and there and kind of slowly do it. And then at one point, just whoosh, grab me. And I think it's about spring break time last year. It just grabbed me, and I just whoosh, crushed it. And beat. And it was such, Crushed it. Yeah, I crushed it. It was such a good game. That ending just, like, blew my mind. <laughs> I still don't even want to talk about it because I know there's probably a lot of people who haven't beat it or like have started it. And yeah. I recommend beating this game so you can play this expansion. It's so good. It really is super good. And I know they just had the the 4K update and all that, or like super for I don't know, like for the super pro, 4K for the pro and all that good stuff. Whatever. I'm still rocking OG PS4, so. Yeah, and so I, uh, I like I'm interested. But anyway, so I guess the news story here is that we uh, somebody had asked uh, Gorilla on Twitter, "Is this going to be the only DLC?" And they responded saying, "Yes." So this is the only expansion that Gorilla is going to put out for Horizon Zero Dawn, which I think is kind of a strange move. Just because this game did really well for them, well, it kind of put them on the map. It's there's definitely going to be a sequel. Oh yeah, it ends. Like I'm not going to spoil the ending, but it definitely ends. In well, it ends like every video game. Total sequel bait. Uh, and yeah, and so, this expansion does not look like it's going to be off that how the game ended no. the first time. So, so I'm definitely expecting like a Horizon two. But oh, and I'm sure that's exactly what they're probably already starting to work on. Probably. It's probably going to be called Horizon New Dawn or something. Ooh, that'd be a good one. That's a good name. Thanks. You should uh, tweet it at Adam. Horizon New Dawn. I'm sure they've probably heard that a hundred times already. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I eh, like you it. never know. So I... You need some credits in the, the credits. I need to jump back into that game before the expansion gets out so I can get used to everything. Because I, I beat that game completely. I got every armor, weapon... Um, beat every mission. I think I, I'm one trophy away from platinuming it. The game, so I need to do I'm that. Not surprised. I just need to go knock down some training dummies, <laughs> and that was it. Oh. Which I don't know where I missed. I think I'm missing like one or two. Great. So I gotta go find those one these. I still have the computer website open on my computer that's been there for months now. I do that too. I do that with tabs. Why well, I, I like I like open a window and then I just minimize it on my bar. And it's just sitting there on my oh, dock. Oh, that would drive me insane. It's just sitting on my dock, so every time it pops up, it's like, Horizon Zero Dawn dummy locations. <laughs> I'm like, don't mock me. That would drive me insane. Uh, but yeah, I think that that's kind of cool, um, I but interesting. I look forward to it. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm definitely going to buy it, because, I mean, it's a, it was a great game. I, I wouldn't imagine anything less with the expansion. Nah. So, Cuphead. Yes. Uh, it's kind of taken the world by storm. And they announced the other day that it has sold over a million units. I'm not surprised. Talking about games putting a studio on the map, um, this is one of them. 
No, I mean, I'm not surprised at all. I Everybody I know is talking about Cuphead. And I still have yet to jump on the Cup train or... I don't know. I don't know a good pun there. That that was fine. Um, I will say I like Mugman better already. So you beat the second player. I haven't played it. You realize that game is uh, co-op. I do. I do realize so that. So if you can, if we play it, you could be Mughead. I, Mugman. Mugman. I'll be Cuphead. You be Mugman. I want to be Mugman. And yeah. I think that game actually is would probably be better in multiplayer. To be honest, I think it'd be more fun. I think it's so. The look of it is very different. I've, I mean, I've watched. Oh, people the play game's this game, right? so so fun. Or I guess not the look, the feel. The feel of the game is different with two people. Um, if you've ever played Battletoads, that's what I like. Kind of think of. Can you beat Battletoads in one life? No, that was, absolutely that not. Was one of that was one of our first questions. questions. Uh, and no, I can't. But yeah, it was. I mean, that game is just still beautiful. And now that people are like starting to discover like. The hidden extras, like the black and white version, and yeah. like all this, like the, I think the what is it called, the old sounds thing. Like I think that that game has some stuff hidden that we don't know about yet. It's a beautiful game. Like, yeah, the art and it looks style's so great. good. The music's fantastic. It actually is very, a very good game to play. The controller or like the keyboard configuration is really weird. Yes, so, I hear that you immediately have to go in and remap things. You need to, because it's like they use like X and Z and C and V to like move and jump and like shift is crowd. It's really weird. It's like a linear or li- a line and not like a traditional right. WASD kind of thing. I think it'd be best if you just get a controller. I think it'd be easier to play with a controller. Well, I hear the controller mappings are terrible, Well, too. then you can remap the controllers. Right. Uh, I plan on playing it on controller. Yeah. I need to get that all set up on my computer. I, as far as, like, platformers go, I don't, like, really ever feel the need to play them on a keyboard. Yeah. It was weird. It was tough. But game's awesome. And it's kind of sp- sparked some conversation saying, like, can video games be too hard? Because people are complaining how hard Cuphead is, and I think it's perfect. I mean, we have the, we've had these conversations for years, um, and that's actually kind of our question coming up from the future. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing. Like you look at uh, everybody immediately goes to Dark Souls, right? Everybody talks about Dark Souls, but especially platformers, uh, cartoony platformers have this this expectation that they're going to be difficult. Even the look at the original, original Mario. Mario. Eight four is insane. I mean, eight four has hidden blocks. Uh, like you have to like jump, just knowing exactly where on the screen those blocks are, so you don't fall into so, lava. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of trial and error in figuring These out. These games to do are it. based around that. We as a society and as a group of gamers have started getting used to being walked through our games. Uh, another like example I think is Zelda. Like the original Zelda, uh, no map, no. There's nothing. no map. You don't know what you're doing. There's no introduction. You literally just start on a beach, right? And uh, you there's a little hole. You go through that hole, and we got dudes in there, and he's like, "Hey, you, there's a sword. Like it's dangerous, it's dangerous to go alone. alone. Like this, this. damn and, old man." <laughs> and so. You take the sword, and then you just start exploring. And then you figure out, like, oh, I need these bombs. Oh, if I place these bombs here, it blows up another uh, 
little hole that I can go down in below and stuff. That is gone from video games. I think like we talked about uh, Breath of the Wild earlier, and I think that that's a good example that there is this mystery One- to be uncovered that doesn't need to be explained. One game through that the game did come out this year that was like that. It was Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice. There's no tutorial. There's no button. Like this is how to attack. This is how to do. It just kind of you just start the game. Yeah, and then you just figure it out, which I really appreciate. I mean, that, and that's what gives the character to this game. It's you know. And I, I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's what the, I think platformers do really super well. You look at uh, Super Meat Boy. You look at Spelunky. Like, these games are considered super difficult. But I wouldn't and want it's it because right because they hide something back there that you have to discover. And I think that that's acceptable. Um, you know, I think uh, artificially creating difficulty. Just to make your game difficult is a problem. Like, that's not a good way to approach game making. But, like, these kind of platformers just lend themselves to that. Like, I think that it's important for these because I have a feeling after your first play of Cuphead or your first playthrough of Cuphead, it's going to become way easier. And I think that that is because... They have hidden so much in the background that you just don't get yet. You know, people are already doing speedruns of this game. Which so is there is insane. a way to manipulate this game to bend to your will. You just have to have a super deep understanding of the game. Well, and like for me, like when I was playing it, I go into the boss fight and just kept dying, 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 dying until I figure out how to beat right. it and then like once you know how to do it I that's think platforming it, yeah it becomes easy and like you i mean once you get good and like and like noticing like the things you can like parry and stuff like that to like get your super boosted quicker and then you can take out the boss faster i don't know there's a lot going on in cuphead i appreciate the game a lot and yeah i, I appreciate its difficulty to be honest i don't i didn't want to like sit here in cuphead and just cruise through the game in one sitting I'm like oh that was okay yeah, for sure. Um, but congratulations to Cuphead and its developers for uh, passing that milestone. We're going to take a break right now. And when we come back, we've just got more news. We're going to start working our way through that. And you're going to love it. Some Middle Earth Shadow of War news for all y'all out there. Uh, And not the one that I've been playing, but the real like box big version. The one that costs you a bunch of money. It was cracked within a day. Yep, I heard that. So uh, it, it used Denuvo, which still claims to be the best DRM. And worthy of like putting every, it on your game. I feel like they always say that, and then within a day it gets cracked. Yeah. And it's just, it's not working anymore. Uh, and the problem with it is there's like all of these like specific regulations about what, 
what the player has to do to like meet certification for this DRM. So like you have to be online and stuff like that, which for a lot of people I think is probably not great. And they keep on putting this on their games and it's obviously not working anymore. So it feels like it's time to maybe figure out something else. But within a day, in a day, it was cracked. And that's insane. So I'm not surprised, though. Happens all the time. It does now. Yes. Uh, I don't know. It's a dangerous precedent. I just don't understand DRM, to be honest. Digital rights management. Well, I, I, I mean, I understand why it is, but like, why? my favorite is HDMI DRM that uh, they send locked signals through your uh, HDMI, and so that's terrible. Yeah, it's just a weird. I just remember when several years ago, when uh, before Xbox One and PS4 came out, and then you know Xbox is all like DRM stuff, and then Sony just walks out, no DRM, <laughs> mic drop. Content. Which yeah, and they don't they don't necessarily even mean to make that call. Game was, developers, get yeah, to make but that call. it was it was just one of those, you know, two ninety nine mic drops. Yes, exactly. Uh, so there's that. If you want to publish a game and make money off of it in the twenty first century, you probably just shouldn't. How about that? Um, we got too many games, anyways. Loot so. boxes. <laughs> Sell lots of loot boxes and a season pass. To a game that doesn't even exist. You'll still make money. I saw a story, um, I think on Kotaku, where they were talking about like all of the garbage that exists on Steam, how a lot of it's just like asset dumps. And so a guy went through and was like, I'm going to see how quickly I can make one of these clones and publish it on Steam. 15 minutes he had created a game and it was on steam <laughs> fantastic this is the world we live in folks uh you know what they should instead of like technology GoFundMe campaigns or whatever they should just have a campaign you sell loot boxes to make money to make your game and once you make the game you get the rewards for your loot box oh my god could you like i just revolutionized gaming right oh here oh my god You've, it, you've killed gaming. There's the, there'll be tiers of loot boxes that you can buy to support the game that's not even out yet. <laughs> you've killed you've <laughs> killed video games. <laughs> I did it, guys. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, remember the orange box, the simpler times. The simpler. No kidding. I miss those days. Uh, the orange best. box, which literally was like the best value of any video game ever published ever ever that had half-life 2 half-life 2 episode 1 portal it released half-life 2 episode 2 it did uh you portal uh t fortress. fortress and t fortress 2 no what? it didn't have the original i thought it had both on there no, i think it just had tf2 i swear it had both i don't think so okay because i don't know if i've ever played the original team fortress but anyways orange, orange box. box was great Yes, it was. I don't even know where my copy of Orange Box is. Um, I know mine's sitting in a box somewhere. Probably same. Actually, you know what? It probably is in a box in my room. 
Uh, uh, I have boxes spread across the state of Idaho. I don't know which one it's in. Uh, it it's just past its 10th birthday. Happy birthday. Yay. Orange box. Uh, which means that it's been 10 years since the last Half-Life. Oh, gosh. Crazier, I think, is it's been 10 years since Portal. Yeah. Because Portal came out on that game. It did. And... What a great game. They released two games on a bot in a in, in a, a bundle. bundle. <laughs> Good God, Valve. Valve. Um no, but they, they, they aren't hurting for money, so Right. <laughs> this can, was this was they want. this was pre hats. Oh, you're right. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so this was before Gaben was literally bathing in money, shredding it up, feeding it to himself, and then bathing in it. Like this this was pre that. So uh 10 years i think about portal as such a revolutionary game i played it within the last four months with without with the lack of memes uh still i find it super revolutionary like uh the cake is a lie is just so what what were we watching oh it was it was blade runner Remember, and then like it showed the cake or for something, and I was like, look, I just look over to you. The cake is a lie. Yeah, he had a cupcake. He had a cupcake for, uh, for. Oh, I don't want to ruin it. Never mind. But yeah, I look over to you. The cake is a lie. It was great. I I can't take that anymore. That's a overused joke. Uh, but anyways. But it's the best joke. I mean, that game was just. There was so much going on. Oh, good. I actually have not played so much of Portal 2, unfortunately. I Yeah, I've, I've hardly played it at all. Uh, me and you should just play it one of these days. We should. That would be we, a really smart thing to do. We both have it. So, so I, I, I remember when it first came out, my friend came back from the Army, and went, I went to Best Buy with him, and he bought like he spent like $200 on new games. Uh, and, I would. And Portal 2 was one of them, and... We ended up playing it for a little bit, and it was so much fun. It's so good. Yeah, Portal was Portal was insane. It was a triumph. I'm making a note here. It was a huge success. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That would be, I should die for that. Yes, uh, Portal. I think is the only game series I can see coming out of Valve that will have. The third installment. I kind of agree. Uh, half- maybe TF3. I know, but Half-Life Hats. is dead. Half-Life is dead, for sure. TF3 possibility, I, considering how popular that style of gameplay is right now. Currently, but yeah. so many people probably still play TF2. Doesn't matter. And, and people still buy hats for it. Yes. Uh, Left for Dead might be one that we could see. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like Left 4 Dead 2 didn't do tremendously well. I think the first one was like super... Like the world needed a game like that at that time. Yes. And by the time uh, Left 4 Dead 2 came out, it was like, eh, we don't need this anymore. Yeah. So uh, Portal 3, that is the most possible... I I would agree with that. ...of all the threes that could come out. And even then, I think it's probably a stretch. And it'll be VR. Oh, maybe, yeah. That should be real fun. 
Portal well, in VR? I think they did a Portal VR thing. Did they? I think like a tech so. demo or something, something like that. Because that'd be really cool. Because I remember reading something like that, and I thought, oh yeah, that that's super cool. Portal Stories VR. Hmm. Uh huh. It's basically a mod of the second game. Okay. So. But like an actual like designated. Like a full VR portal. A game. full game, yeah. That'd be super fun, actually. Yeah. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, and I expect a check from Valve when it comes through. Yes. You can find us online. Uh, <laughs> Humble Bundle has been acquired by IGN. I know you have some... Uh, I have some strong feelings about, about this. See, I, I am. I'm turning into a, uh, a radio jockey who just screams into the mic for two hours at a time. Humble Bundle! And then just uh, goes on his way. So as you yelled that, a bunch of people were walking by and just like stared at me. Good. I should have pointed at you. <laughs> They're drinking their uh, their uh, Chick-fil-A drinks uh, and riding skateboards. Humble Bundle has been acquired by IGN. And I guess, like, everybody had a really strong negative reaction to this. The entire world had a negative reaction to this. I mean, literally everybody I've seen talking about this is negative about it. Except maybe IGN. (laughs) Uh, And so, they were very upfront in the press release, Humble was, they're like, there will be no significant business or staffing changes that are going to take place. We're going to continue operating the same. Don't worry. Like, IGN is here just to help support us. And that's totally cool. And that could be. I totally get that. Uh, you know, people always immediately think of selling out. Like, that's not always necessarily true. You can just need extra operating costs server space stuff like that and you know for maybe how big humble bundles getting they needed to it's getting huge needed that support i mean ign's a big enough uh company where they could support something like that i mean i wouldn't i mean if this i wouldn't have been surprised if humble bundle was acquired by amazon or something like that yeah yeah no totally i think that maybe even like smarter move than this but the way Amazon treats their gaming is not always great. Which is shocking because Amazon has the biggest uh, amount of privatized servers for like rent, like loan or whatever through businesses. That's actually why they can sell stuff so cheap is because they make the majority of their money running out servers to companies. Right. Fun fact. Look at that. You learned something today. Yeah. Business. Business. Uh, but yeah. And... I guess my thoughts on this are less about the way IGN is going to affect Humble, and the, but the opposite effect. I think the big question here is an ethics question about an editorial uh, magazine slash website, whatever. I guess IGN doesn't have a magazine anymore. Or it, maybe they never did. But it, like an editorial website... That is now selling games. That's a really fascinating concept. But are they new games? It's usually like a bundle of games that have been out. Humble Bundle itself, 
like so humble has their bundles right that are typically like indie games and sometimes bigger games but they have a store as uh-huh. well okay that they sell brand new games okay i didn't realize that mm-hmm. and so yeah that's a conflict typically of better prices okay that's a conflict of interest because if you're selling brand new games and especially for ign who rates games yes th- that's where i see this being a potential issue because why would you give a game a bad rating or a bad score a bad review well i know that if you own it like if you are going to make money off the sales of it, because didn't Gamespot kind of have that same issue? Like they would they would be sponsored by a game. Well, so every every outlet is sponsored by games, and so then they have to walk this fine line of not messing with their editorial staff and making sure that they're protected. I mean that goes way back to like Gersman Gate uh, in the late like we're talking like two thousand eight two thousand nine era of GameSpot really trying to figure out, like, what does it mean to have an editorial staff? And, like, in that sense, money talked. uh, Because Jeff had given Watch Dogs, not Watch Dogs, uh, Kanan Lynch 2, Dog Days, uh, a negative review. And they were sponsoring the site, and they came to him and were like, we're going to pull our sponsorship. And so instead of doing the right thing and being like, well, like, we're sorry, like, we protect our editors and their opinions, they just fired him. Uh, and then met, led the mass exodus of people that left GameSpot. And it's a different staff there now. Like, those, the people who made that decision are not there anymore. And every single outlet has to go through this um, because everybody sells ads, I remember very specifically listening to Idle Thumbs uh, a couple of years ago, and they got sponsored by a game. And then the next week, we're like, we felt really dirty about that. And so we're never going to do that again. Uh, but they were a much smaller organization back then. And so it was like, it was a bigger deal. It would be like us. Like if we sold an ad to shadow of war and then i came on and said loot boxes aren't a problem guys give us money just just buy a couple you'll get some legendary orcs and it'll make your game experience better but that's not how i feel and that's where it becomes a problem yeah when you buy opinions and stuff yeah and i think that that's a thing that legitimately happens in most areas of media. Like, most artistic areas of media ha- go through this thing. Like, it's all about money. It is. It's all about money. And you, I mean, I guess the big thing comes is are they going to tr- protect their editorial staff and their opinions? Right? They should, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I. this was definitely a really fascinating news story to come out of last week and has me a little concerned. Um, not overly, like, I'm not going to immediately write IGN off or Humble. Like, I think both of them do good jobs at what they do. And so it's probably a really good thing that this is happening for the both of them. 
But we need to take our break and jump into the last half hour of our show. Hopefully you will join us. We're going to have a good time. All right, we have basically a half an hour left, uh, maybe a little bit less, and two really big stories that we need to address and talk about. So the first I want to talk about is uh, the sexual harassment claims at Naughty Dog. So as we all know, uh, last week was a big kind of, or I guess over the, maybe the past two weeks, there's been a big ousting of like Hollywood executives and claims about how they sexually harass people. And I like the big story is like Harvey Weinstein, right? Uh, and he has been removed from the Academy and forced out of his company and everything. And for very good reason. Very good reason. Apparently this has been going on for a really long for time. For a very long time. And I think that there is a lot more coming. Uh, a lot of really super gross people in leadership positions that need to be ousted as soon as possible. On the wake of this, a former employee, uh, Dave Ballard of not. From Naughty Dog came forward and posted on Twitter that while working for Naughty Dog, he was sexually harassed by a lead. And that's kind of where it stopped. It said it went on and said that it became extremely hostile in the work environment to the point where Sony HR became involved. And when he told them what had happened, basically they stopped talking to him and the next day he was fired. And then paid off. And so, and then they offered him $20,000 to keep quiet about the whole situation, which he declined because he felt wrong about it. Well, yeah. And then didn't say anything about it because honestly, who would? Right? I mean, safety is in numbers, but safety, you don't have safety by yourself, especially when you feel taken advantage of by a person, right? Especially someone who might be in a very powerful position. Right. Which is like why I think Hollywood is taking a big, a big stance on this right now, because the numbers game is really important to the story. And so this is a tough one. Naughty Dog came out and responded saying they have no record of anything, nothing that happened, and neither does Sony Interactive. Now, I, I want to take the stance that I want to believe both of them, like... Obviously, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. And what, I mean, there's so many things that justify as sexual harassment. Like, was it like a real, like, groping situation or even worse? Or, right. or was it just like a kind of like a slap on the butt? 
kind of thing. Which even then was just really inappropriate. At it is, work. but but you know, um, if for something that could not have you like wasn't even like malicious or intended to be like a sexual harassment, you know. Yeah, I mean, I like think a, go get him, bud, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, which is still super strange and not. This should not happen no, in the workplace. It shouldn't, but it does. And, yeah, and it, well, that needs to stop. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's like this is a weird kind of like you have to skirt the edge of this story because Dave's thing, like that, needs to be respected, right? Uh, if he went through something traumatic, mm-hmm. that needs to be respected, and that needs to be held at a really high level of regard, I guess is the word I'm saying. You can't, yeah, you can't just sweep it under the rug and expect it just and, to disappear. And that's what I felt like Naughty Dog's statement came out and did. If, if this is true, um, and I think that it should be treated right now like it's true, Naughty Dog needs to look into this more then it sounds like they are. You can't just post a statement saying, oh, like, we have no record of this. Um, he's just a disgruntled employee, blah, blah, blah. You can't do that. No, absolutely not. You, you, gotta, you have gotta, to take this seriously. There needs to be an investigation to make sure, like, you know, his claims are accurate or not. I mean, it could still be both either way. But the fact that he didn't take the $20,000 makes me kind of think that, you know, he really kind of was sexually harassed and... Because it wasn't just like a fake claim, and then he gets the money and walks right. away. Like he lost his livelihood. Yeah, in in this situation, and nobody's going to do that just because. Yeah, and the fact that yeah, I mean the fact that he didn't take the money and like you know it's it actually seems like a pretty solid case for him that he you know did experience this and and, and I think that this is. Like Hollywood, this needs to be taken incredibly seriously because, again, safety in numbers. If you, if you have had a problem at a video game company where, you know, like, again, it, it's a, video games aren't always the safest place for women. And so if a man can come out and be like, I have had this problem... Like, we need to come out and speak out against it, then maybe more people can follow. And so we can create a more, a better workplace for these, for everyone. You know, uh, the people in the heads of these, uh, these companies need to understand that just because you're in a leadership position doesn't mean that this is okay. It's not okay for you to ever feel like you can take advantage of somebody else. And the entire industry needs to get behind that. And the fact that it feels like we haven't is a problem. Uh, A problem that I really think needs addressed and needs addressed now more than ever. For sure. Because sexual harassment's never... Is never a good thing. Sexual harassment and then a sexual assault. I mean, I, I'm positive it has happened. I mean, that's that's like a violent. It's a what I'm trying to say. 
It's a violent crime. It's, yeah. Uh, I'm Come on, law, blank, law, I'm law boy. <laughs> I mean, it's a felony. It's a class. class yeah. Class I mean, felony. So, and and I'm sure, like, somebody has slept with somebody against their will to get uh, a job in this industry. Hands down, I am positive it has happened. Uh, you can probably find that in almost any industry. Yes. And we need to really start singling out the people who accept that as just part of the daily ritual, and we need to get them out of there. And so by Naughty Dog, like, basically just pushing this off to the side is a very bad sign. Uh, I think that that's incredibly inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And... It needs to be addressed better than it has. So that's kind of where my statement is on that. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's all about all I got. Oh, boy. Now I'm all sweaty. Um, Getting worked up. I've, I'm telling you, man, all day long. Just, ah! Um, so moving on from that, uh, again, uh, we'll see what happens over the coming weeks. But let's move on right now. And let's talk about Visceral, because Visceral is no longer a studio. Sad face. Uh, they have been closed by their parent company, EA. Go figure. As of yesterday, this is, this is hot brand new news for you. It is. Um, as of yesterday, uh, EA posted an uh, disguised as an update about the new Star Wars game, which I think is really dirty, but okay. And they said that they are closing Visceral moving a lot of the staff to other departments or other studios and giving the Star Wars game to someone else. Do you think we'll ever see the Star Wars game released? No, I don't. I don't think either. I mean, um, look at all the other single-player Star Wars games that have been canceled. You know, yeah. 13, Star Wars 1313, and there's another one in there. and uh. You know, and that's one thing. Cancel a game. But... You know, EA has a track record of closing studios, buying studios and then closing them. And this is just another in that long list. Uh, Visceral, you know, made the Dead Spaces. Um, at least one and two. I don't think they made three. Did they not? That's probably why three wasn't very good. Yeah, I don't think they did three. And then Visceral's been helping. Like, they've been a support studio for a lot of other big games. I know I just, it was recently I spent a game and Visceral was... Yeah, I mean, that that's... The support studio. Yeah. And that's sad, man. Those Dead Spaces were real good. Oh, amazing games. And... I mean, and back to this, like, the statement, it even went back to, like, kind of blaming Dead Space 2. Yeah. But that was so long ago. You can't blame... And I think that was pre-them being owned by EA. Yeah. So, like, EA kind of said, like, you know, Dead Space 2... No, it was, it was EA because EA was pushing for a higher budget on the game. Oh. So they were saying, like, you know, Dead Space 2 cost $60 million in the end with production and advertisement and all that stuff. And the game only sold 4 million copies, which is still quite a, which is a big number. But when you come down to it of like paying employees and paying all that stuff, it wasn't a successful game, apparently. Like, it barely made money, which is sad because you think, you know, the sequel to this incredible game. And Dead Space 2 was great. It was a great game. Yeah. But the thing I saw is like EA was forcing so much onto Visceral, 
for this game. Like they actually wanted to increase the budget, like more more uh, budget and for advertisement and stuff. More like loot that. boxes. Yeah. Well, this is before then. But Visceral's like, we can't do this, and I I don't know. I think that was an issue. There was a there was clashing back then, and God, that was what two thousand. Nine, two thousand eight. Yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. So this has been going on for a while. Yeah, and so I mean, again, it's sad to see another studio close, especially one that has done really good work in the past. And I mean, Dead Space is regarded as one of the best survival horror games. Oh, easily of all time, for sure. And it's oh, the game is just incredible. Yeah, that was pretty revolutionary when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, people still play it. I, I, I'd sit down and play it again. And Visceral is such a great name. Yeah. Like, the fact that Visceral connected with Dead Space was just like, it was perfect. I loved it, because Dead Space was very visceral. <sighs> nice. Um, all right. We are going to go ahead. Uh, that's kind of all the news we have for today. So we're going to take our last break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to go ahead and close out the show. Okay, we just have a couple minutes left today, and then we're going to get out of here, and I'm going to go to work, and maybe go to lunch, maybe, and take a shower. That is something that I need to do. Uh, Yeah. So, I had uh, posted a question on Facebook, and I believe Twitter, the other day. Um, Just, hey, if you have questions, throw them at us. And... That is something that you can do at any time. Uh, anytime at, throughout the week, anytime throughout our show. Yeah. We're on Twitter at Dry Spell Radio. And Facebook. Facebook, Dry Spell Radio. Dry Spell Radio at gmail.com. And, and I do check the emails, actually. And if you want to even write us a letter, um, we will... I don't know. Send it to the student media Okay, if yes. That, if that's if that's your thing, and we'll read your letter. In, um, in I'm two sure. Weeks. I'm sure if it ends up at the Student Media Center, then I will <laughs> we'll probably get it. We'll probably get a confused email. It's like we just got a letter from you for address to you. I mean, a Telegram still thing. You can do that. No, please don't sell us, send us a Telegram. I will never receive it. So Bryce um, on Facebook sent us this difficulty settings. What do you guys tend to play at? What are your guys' thoughts on playing games at the hardest versus normal settings? Do you feel the developer envisions their games to be played at a certain difficulty setting? Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, Bryce. Yes. I love your, you, Bryce. Uh, your Kiwi there. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, so there's a lot to unpack here. Um, and I guess we'll just start with, like, so part. what do we tend to play at? I tend to play kind of at the normal setting. I... I have an issue with like difficulty settings because I appreciate when games have like three settings, like easy, medium, hard, and I'll start at medium, and I'll probably play hard after I okay. beat it, after I beat it the first time. But then there's games like Doom and Wolfenstein are one of those things that has five settings. I'm like, 
uh, hurt me plenty. Yeah, it's like, but I so I tend to go kind of normal because for me, most games I'm going to play once, and um, I don't want to spend a ton of time on them. I want to like have a good experience with them. I want to enjoy them, and I don't want to get too frustrated. And so for me, tend, a lot of it tends to go about about the medium esque. So I, I I stick to the normal, but like if like for situations like Doom or something, it has five. Like for Wolfenstein, I picked the fourth hardest, the fourth difficulty, the one right under the hardest one, because I mean it says for experienced gamers, which I feel like I am. Yeah. And I'm honestly not. It's not super hard. Like there's times like if like if I mess up, I'm like okay, I could have done that better, and because you, you can die real fast. Uh, I think because I know games. Some people say, oh, the best way to play this game is the hardest difficulty. But then you play games like Uncharted, for example, or Last of Us, who has, have the crushing difficulty that you, can, you don't unlock until after you beat the game the first time. It's just stupid hard for no reason. And, it's just, and honestly, it makes the game more of a chore. So you got to find that line to where you are enjoying the game and enjoying the difficulty versus... You're just trying to beat the game. I like developer recommendations. I tend to play there because if a developer's telling me, like, oh, this is the way that the game is supposed to be experienced, that's the way I want to experience it. Yeah, I think, I think Horizon was one of those that had, like, several settings, but then Gorilla's like, if you want to get the ex- full experience, play at this difficulty. Yeah. And it was the second to hardest, I think, is what it was. Or And it was really hard. <laughs> it was pretty tough, but, you know, I got through it, and I, I got better for it, and I, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. So um, that's kind of where I stand on, like, what I tend to play at. Um, because I want it to, like, be challenging. I want to die, and I want to figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. But I want to, like, spend the entire time dying. But, yeah, then but when you get to that part that's, like, been killing you for, like, the last 20 or so minutes, you finally do it. You're like, yes. Right. And versus, like, if you're just on easy mode. You're and like, you just go through it. And just Like, uh, Horizon's a good example because they have that story mode. Yeah. Where it's almost, like, no difficulty at all. And that's, like... I guess fine for some people. Like, I want a little more challenge in my games. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it just cracks me up. And I, cause my most recent example is Wolfenstein, because that's what I started on. And, you know, I in Doom did the same way. Uh, when you pick your difficulties, like, it changes how the character looks. Like, the lowest ones, like, him and, like, a little baby's hat and a binky and stuff. And It's just funny. Then it, and it goes down. Like, of course, like, if there's five difficulties, I'm never going to pick the bottom two. Because they're just going to be too easy. Then there's the medium, yeah. and then the medium to medium hard range is probably where I'm going to stick at, stick to. And then obviously the uber hard is, if I decide to come back and play it again, that's where I'll start. Like in Witcher, I guess was one of them too that had like several difficulties. And I started, I think, because there was four or five in the Witcher, and I think I started the one below the hardest, which was. No, Death March was the hardest one. But, yeah, yeah, it was the one where you couldn't heal on meditations and right. stuff like that. And right. You and needed I like, to, like, craft potions and whatnot. And I think certain people like that kind of stuff is fine. You know, like, I remember back to the Halo days, and I remember doing Halo 1 co-op on Legendary and how challenging that was because if either one of you died, you started the entire mission yep. over. Uh-huh. And that was a nightmare. But I, I did it with a friend. We, we just sat down and just did it. Uh, but I also beat that game like probably like a hundred times. Uh, but yeah, that's like for doing the hardest difficulties, like a challenge that you've because you've completed the game several times. You know, you want to. And I just yourself. love it. I want I want to experience it in a different way. Um, 
and I, I think the second part of the question here, um, game developers envision their games to be played a certain difficulty setting. I believe they that's what they want. You Probably, like, yes. Because I know, like Destiny, I'll throw that in there. The last, I think it was take, either Taken King or it was the last one for Rise of Iron, the last raid. They made, specifically designed the raid in hard mode and then moved it to easy mode. It was the first time they did that because all the other raids were designed in easy mode and they added extra challenges because they wanted you, they wanted to make the hard mode the pinnacle and not just like, because like Crota was an issue where they made it on easy mode and then just bumped up to hard mode and just made the enemies harder, which was super dumb. Yeah. Versus making it on hard mode so you know what you're at and then making it and then scaling it down. Because that's, I mean, that's, I think that's how you really obtain where you want your game to be. Yeah, and I mean, I for me, I my ideal way to approach this is actually not have difficulty settings. Well, bringing us up again, Hellblade had an adaptive difficulty setting. It it learned on how you're fighting and actually increased the AI's uh, yeah skill and then decreases on based on how you did or are doing, which I think you know appreciated and that's kind of yeah. cool. And I know Shadow of War has like. The, the nemesis system, like enemies adapt to how your fighting style, so you got to change it up, and they'll even adapt in the middle of a fight. Like, say you keep flipping over them back and forth so you can backstab them, eventually they'll throw you off because right. they'll adapt. And I, I appreciate in the games because it makes you adapt. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, if my ideal world, we don't have difficulty settings, the game developers design their game, the way they want it to be played, how challenging they want it. Like Cuphead. And that's where it is, right. I think Cuphead's a good example of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, because they wanted it to be a challenge, and they wanted you to figure it out, and I think that that's a good way to approach it. So yeah, difficulty settings are... And it's a really tough topic, so um, yeah. thanks for that. I mean, Great I, question, Bryce. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, thanks, Bryce. But yeah, I, I like that's you. kind of where I am I miss on this. I that kid, actually, a lot. I know. <laughs> so I think that's all we have for today. Um, I'm hoping to get South Park this week so I can talk about it next week uh, pretty in depth. Uh, and then beyond that, you know, this week, again, we're still through Broketober. And... It's still going crazy. Uh, Age of Empires Definitive Edition comes out next week, or I guess this week. Tomorrow. Uh, Destiny 2 actually comes out on PC next week. um, And Just Dance, which maybe maybe the final uh, Wii Wii game. It is probably the final game for a lot of consoles. So, and then the following week is the crazy one. Assassin's Creed, Super Mario, uh, Wolfenstein, and Bubsy. So... Are you going to get Bubsy? I'm maybe, <laughs> maybe because I, I mean, I'm not going to get Mario because I don't have a switch That's and true. I'm not going to get a switch just for this game yet. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but that's it for us today. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Uh, subscribe, like, share, whatever you do with our stuff. We'll be back next week. Uh, shoot us your questions so, so we can read them on air. I appreciate it. We actually had a question. Yeah. Or we'll, you know, maybe pose questions that you can answer. Yeah, we'll try to. Try to. Um, so, thanks for joining us, guys. Austin, thanks for being here as always. Yep. Uh, I need to go shower. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, everyone. Probably stuff you didn't need to know. <laughs>